Welcome to episode two of Dragons and Dreadforts, the ultimate Game of Thrones companion podcast. What are you doing? Woo! Nick's getting Woo. adjusted. So excited. Uh, we're so excited that you're here. We hope you enjoyed episode one. I would imagine you did since you're back for episode two. Uh, and we're going to dive right in. Episode uh, two is titled The King's Road. And it was directed by Tim Van Patten and written by D&D. My boy, Tim Van Patten. I know. He did episode one as well. Um, so obviously, um, there's a lot a lot happening in this episode. So we're going to try to uh, disagree. Keep, keep with it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of places, a lot of characters. Uh, you may not have found it the most riveting. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's not my favorite uh, follow-up of the first episode, but um, yeah. Yeah. I think my wife would agree with you, actually. I like The episode wife. ended and she said, nothing happened. <laughs> but also, I hate the show now. <laughs> Why? Oh, that death at the end. I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That one. Uh, I do just want everybody to know that Nicholas did insert his money into the spoiler jar inserted it for last week he inserted it hard is that just a five or is there more money in it no it's a five just it a was five. a five dollar spoiler i know it looked like you expect me to ring five ones no it looked like there were more bills inside or a hundred nickels i kind of wanted you to bring a hundred 100 nickels please I, th- I think that's i think that's five dollars in nickels right i don't know i'm just trying yeah 20 times five, five times ten would be a dollar no that's those are dimes you're thinking dimes. We really need to get to Game of Thrones because this is not a math podcast. I'm so podcast. tired. This, this episode is brought to you by Rain. Uh, Ooh. What flavor is this? Orange Dreamsicle. Mm. Yep. I'm going to need it to get through this one because I'm V-tired. But here we are for another episode. Uh, so, Keith, do you are you watching it just once? Yes. You watch it once? I watched this one once. Yeah. Last week I watched twice. But okay. just because you hated it this week. No, uh, I don't know what I was watching last night, but I didn't want to watch it again. I definitely watched it a second time, and uh, I feel real good about it. So we're going to jump in. Obviously, uh episode opens with um, in with the Dothraki. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting because they weren't as prominent in the last episode, in episode one. And so it kind of like hits us with, with um, specifically Jorah and, Vis- Jorah and Viser- Viserys um, kind of dialogue in their conversation. Um, and I thought it was really cool how I thought, like, we get a little bit of Jorah's backstory. Um, I'm right. sure you know, because obviously they go into it later, but were you able to pick up on that, Keith, about Jorah's backstory? Because obviously he's different than the rest of the Dothraki and the people that he's around, and they didn't really explain how he got there until this episode. Remind me of what it was again. Uh, so Viserys asks him about like, so what did, Ned, what, did, what did Ned Stark want you for? Uh, and and he's like, you know, was it was it uh, uh, buying slaves? And he says, no, it was it was selling slaves. And um, and then Viserys has a line. There's a couple poachers on his land specifically. Yeah, yeah, but he sold them into slavery. And um, I thought it was really there was a really interesting line uh, that kind of painted. Viserys and kind of a supportive slavery mindset. <laughs> it kind of builds his character a little bit and kind of what kind of character he may end up being. Huh. You know, he's obviously trying to become king and he's pursuing this throne. But uh, he he responds to Jorah saying, 
uh, you won't be punished for such nonsense under my reign. And I thought that was kind of interesting because obviously Jorah sold some dudes into slavery and Viserys is like, that's silly. He sold poachers into slavery. How is that any different than the Night's Watch? Like, okay, so someone is someone is found guilty of a crime and they're given either the opportunity to take the punishment for that crime or they're given the opportunity to go to the wall. Um, I mean, aren't they just... Isn't that the same thing? I mean, Jorah just said... I'm going to handle this my way and got, you know, try to get rid of him. He didn't kill him. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Okay. I didn't, I don't pick that up from that conversation. I don't know if Keith, you, you know, first time viewer. picking up that you're pro slavery. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to joke about that one. I am not. That's fair. I'm not. Um, but no, I mean, I, I just, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I guess so. At that point, yeah, I'm going to stop. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting for me. I took that as it It kind of paints a picture of like his character and the things that he cares about versus what he doesn't. Well, Viserys character or Jorah's character? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think we've already seen Viserys as just a garbage human. Yeah, you see that with... But what's so interesting is this is a totally different kind of garbage. Yeah, it's a new garbage, but it's just all garbage. You know, like a lot of times someone has like a thing... That they're that makes them trash. Mm-hmm. He He's molests his trash. sister. He basically gives her up so that he can get an army to win a kingdom. And now he's talking about like, in my opinion, being totally fine with selling people into slavery. Yeah, he just are, obviously doesn't view anyone as good as he is. Right. What are other things that well, no one is. He's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, allegedly. What are some other things that would make you trash? Um, wearing a everything about Joffrey. <laughs> everything about Joffrey. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's interesting. true. Interesting. Yeah. That's true. You can't fix. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I just I I hate Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, I knew I hated him last episode, and now it's official. Dude, everyone hates him. He doesn't act anymore because he did such a good job. Everyone, that no one sees him. him as anything but this whiny trash human being. So. Okay, so jo- being being Joffrey, is there anything else that makes people trash? I was gonna make it personal, but go for it. I could. I, I, I like your San Diego shirt. Your shorts are shorter than I'm typically comfortable with. Um, are you wearing flip flops? I am wearing flip flops. That's trash. Flip flops. Wearing flip flops is trash. Yes. Aren't you wearing flip flops? No, these are slides. Oh, that's these are with, actually with sandals or with socks. These, yes. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Mm. Uh, two against one, but I just want you guys to know mm. I've never claimed to not be trash. Okay, you heard it here, folks. He's agreeing. I, I, don't, I don't think I'm trash. I think I'm Nick. You're real white cool. trash, bud. That's not true. You are though. That's not true. It's okay. You're trying to escape it. It's funny because you're trying to escape it, but you're white trash. If I'm trash, I'm Viserys trash. That's what it is. Like like high born, better than everyone else. Tell me more. Trash. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. How else are you like? I thought series? you were going to bring up the time that I stole a cup of coffee and you like <laughs> lost respect for me. Because you did. Do you want to tell the story? No, I don't want to okay, tell Okay, I'll tell it. It's a Patreon story. No, we don't have a Patreon <laughs> set up. So one time we were going to St. Augustine and some of the people in our caravan needed to go to the bathroom. So we stopped at this, what was it, a Holiday Inn or some hotel? On, on, yeah, it was right a Hampton Inn. I-95. And, um, I know because I had to mail them a dollar. I, you did. I went, like I, the <laughs> I went into the bathroom. I went into the bathroom and uh, 
I came out, got back in the car, and then Nicholas has coffee. And I, was, I just was kind of confused as to where you got coffee from. Did you and say his full name just then? Because you're did. disappointed. In yeah, him. he's very disappointed. Yeah, Nicholas. Disgusting. Nicholas Andrew Holmes had coffee. <laughs> he had Ugh. coffee. Um, At Motown Philly underscore boys two men <laughs> oh. with a, with a two had coffee. Mm. All right. Give it to me again. It's at Motown Philly underscore boys to men with a two, the number two, not like boys two, because boys to men is like the two eyes. Mm-hmm. Sure. This is boys two. The number men, two. The number two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't get, don't do the one that's the two eyes. That guy's a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they all say. Oh, this is my favorite bit. Uh, so Nicholas or Motown coffee, whatever the hell he said. Motown Philly. Yeah. Motown, Motown Philly boys. Motown Philly underscore boys, boys to men. Boys to men. Whatever it was. Uh, I, I got close ish. It was talking about music. That was close. Um, he had coffee in his hand and it was like a half cup of just black coffee. And I had no idea where he I'm got it. Sure. So Tell, they all say. we're about to get into how that coffee ended up being for you. But I was like, where did you get that? He said it was in the lobby. I said, that's not for you. <laughs> he said, it's complimentary. I said, for guests, <laughs> for paying guests I of this guest. hotel. I was a guest. No, you were not. We went and used their restroom. You did not give them any money. That's complimentary for people who've paid $100 a night for a hotel room. Well, aren't there ho- uh, bathrooms for hotel guests? No. Yeah, probably, but that's a public having a restroom in a in a lobby allows people to use it. Having coffee set out for the guests at their continental breakfast is not the same. <laughs> it's not continental. It's not for continental breakfast. <laughs> it's coffee lobby. throughout the, lobby, the day. Right? Yeah, it's in the lobby. It's yeah, not I, for you. I think you're probably. I think fine. I think you're fine. I just yeah. want you to know that that's fine. But everyone in the caravan agreed with me that this was a trash move. And every one of you doesn't understand what it feels like to be inside of the mind of someone like a Viserys. So for Viserys, I mean, all I coffee stop. is his coffee. I would maybe not compare yourself. No, I want, no, no, no. Stop. Let no, him do it. The Tell me more about how you like Viserys. The mindset of I. I run this bitch. What's your sister's name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I know it. You want me to say it? No, don't say it. Okay. <laughs> Tell me before we move on, how was the coffee, Nick? It was awful. It was half grounds. Yeah. You so, deserve that shit. Yeah, yeah. You said that once or twice. You mm-hmm. deserve that shit. All right. Back to Game that, of Thrones. I, that's karma. If you don't believe in karma, Nick stole coffee from a hotel lobby and it was ground, a coffee grounds. Our last episode was an hour and a half. We should probably... Bro, we're having fun. Who cares? This is this is. I'm gonna ask people are long for the right ride. Now. Are you having fun? They are because they are learning about how. Trash Why don't you, you call are. in if you uh, are having fun? Call in if you're having fun. So so that was obviously a scene oh, that I enjoyed because I feel like it. Uh, I feel like it kind of gave us a glimpse into Viserys and his character, and we get. The, I've got the feeling at this point that he's a pretty big character. He's got a storyline trajectory that's like can go far. And I think building out the characters earlier on is is was helpful for me. So, was there anything else about the Jorah of a series like you know conversation that you guys thought was important? No, Jorah's face is kind of like punchable. Well, he was kind of like, eh, fuck that guy. To a series, yeah, yeah, he got that vibe. I you know, and I think he kind of gave that to him at the wedding, the first you know in episode one too. So, um. Viserys isn't someone that I feel like naturally gains lots of people's respect and their desire to be around him. I yeah. feel like he turns a lot of people off. Keith, do you feel like that? Yes. Good good addition. Good addition. I, <laughs> Thanks for that. I, I, I got it. I'm good at podcasts. <laughs> 
So then we then we uh, cut to a scene in Winterfell uh, where we find first off a bunch of cute dogs. They're oh, di- yeah, they're dire wolves. They're dire wolves, but yeah, those weren't do- dire wolves. Dozies in the pit in the oh, pen with oh, Tyrion. Those are not Tyrion. Is. No, yeah. Tyrion, those are dogs. Those are cute dogs. They're very cute dogs. And uh, then we just see Tyrion just sleeping. Well, I have an Aussie, and they look like pretty similar, and mm-hmm. so it it just rang a bell. Mm. So we we see Tyrion asleep out in the wild, which I thought was funny. Also cold because then they make then they talk about in episode one how they were like laying all these candles out in his room and they were like trying to make it really comfortable because he was going to be up all night reading and then the first morning we see him he's like passed out in a stall. Yeah, but that's Tyrion. That's I, the thing. I feel like time jumps around a lot in this show. Yeah. Yeah, there's in regard to like the different storylines and how all the different characters and how it's kind of fitting in. Kind of, I feel like someone said something about like I've been doing this for a month. Catelyn, yeah, and I was that's like, what I was gonna say. Oh, oh yeah, she was praying for Brand for a Brand month. For a and month. I'm like, okay, I didn't think a month went by. But well, yeah, and and you know, you wouldn't travel that if you were riding for a month on the King's Road to get to Winterfell, which is what they said in episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't just stay at Winterfell for like a week. You know, you'd stay there for probably around Time. a month, yeah. which which in their kind of in this episode is when they leave. So, um, you so yeah, a, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I think that slows down. I think. Well, and right now, too, there's just like characters. So much coming out. Flying right. at your face the yeah. whole time. Have you ever had somebody stay at your house? What else flies at your face? Way longer than you wanted them to. Fine, we'll leave. <laughs> Sorry. We've been living at just. We're in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, since we started the podcast, they didn't leave last week at all, and I'm tired of it. Have you ever had that? Um, no, I did have these one people that lived like 30 feet away that would never leave, but that was. Uh, didn't you end up moving away after that? Yeah, because they yeah, wouldn't yeah. leave, <laughs> so I left. That's fair. Uh, no, I I don't think I've ever had anyone that was staying at my house that I was like, mm, it's too long. I do have a friend right now though that her mother. Uh, by the time she leaves, she will stay at her house for almost two months. Wow. Yeah. That might be a good comparison, actually. She's from Hawaii, and so like she when she flies over here, She's gonna she stay. stays. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not a quick trip. Yeah, it's right. not a weekend trip. Yeah, like she rides the King's Road for a month to get here. That's crazy. Keith, have you ever had somebody overstay their welcome? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anybody. I typically like the people I invite and don't mind if they stay. I usually get sad and want them to stay longer. I've been a part of a couple of times where your parents have come and gone, and um, usually can't wait for that day to come. So we then see jo- <laughs> <laughs> Joffrey leaning over the fence, uh, and he is um, he is kind of like prodding Tyrion a little bit, like "Mother's looking for you. What do you you know? What are you doing?" And I think that this is one of my favorite scenes in season one. When Tyrion walks out of the gate, he kind of pushes the gate open. Joffrey's leaning on it. That was like a subtle thing, but you could tell that he total disregarded Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And then they're having that conversation, and um, <laughs> and he slaps him. And if and Tyrion says, "If you say one more word," and then Joffrey starts talking, he slaps him again, <laughs> and then uh, and then Joffrey says, "You can't," and then he slaps him a third time. I just thought it was so. It was so good because I yeah. also hate Joffrey. Yes. Did you find any like pleasure in watching a child get slapped? <laughs> that child, yes. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, one hundred percent. I also was worried in the first episode. I was like, maybe I won't like Tyrion. Like, oh no. 
But then, oh, the, interesting. What it what was there something in particular that you didn't think you'd like about him? I think it was just his introduction and just like the like, I guess the sex thing, the womanizing thing. I don't know. Like I felt like, oh, is he gonna be this? And then like after that scene, I was like, no, I think I like him. There's a lot to his character. Yeah, he takes yeah. good with the bad. Yeah, and especially like as he's you know talked about reading more and like especially in the first episode, hearing him talk to Jon Snow about, you know, being a bastard, being a dwarf. I was like, okay, maybe I will like him. Yeah. Um, I do like the one, the only, probably the only line of the whole series of Joffrey's that I like is when he's, when Tyrion wakes up, Joffrey's sitting there and Joffrey says, better looking bitches than you're used to, yeah. uncle. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. funny. That dynamic is so funny because Tyrion's talked at length about like his experience with people in the world and how he feels like an outcast and he's got this royal prick for a nephew who's just a total shithead. And he can't really do that much about it. But then you see this moment where he's like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to slap him. And Joffrey's like, I'm going to go tell mother. And slaps him again. Slaps him. Like, tell, tell her. Good. Tell her. Well, tell, push tell me mother. out of the window or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, look at who he came from. I know. Like, he can't not just be the absolute worst. Yeah. Because Cersei's the worst. So She's not. going next, mm-hmm. um, I do want to know. So at that point in the episode, mm-hmm. they still haven't quite t- talked about like if Bran is alive or dead. Mm-hmm. So did you think after episode one that Bran had died on the on the uh, fall from the tower? And then was that how were you feeling at the beginning of this episode? Were you thinking that that was the case? I mean, I assumed that he had. But yeah. Um, my normal rule of television and movie watching sure. is if you don't see the body, they're probably not dead. Ooh, that's a good rule. So, I, you know, I didn't know, but when it was like, oh, he might not be dead, I was like, nope, okay. So this is going to be a thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was, I mean, just wondering. Because most, I mean, I, when I watched it, I just skipped to the next episode and like literally five minutes later, I was like, oh, he's alive. But I don't think that I, for those five minutes, thought he was dead. I think mm-hmm. I probably always kind of thought well they're not gonna kill a 10 year old in the first episode i mean why not right they killed everyone else i was gonna say yeah they weren't too afraid um yeah it was one of those things where like i wanted to ask about that last week but that definitely would be spoiler jar worthy yeah if you're like do you think he's dead you think brand's dead oh i don't now i have to think about it oh, yeah maybe he's not it, like brings attention to something Thanks, that, justin yeah you don't need to bring be well you actually said him. in the episode last week that brand like Brain was dead. You you mentioned that. Oh, like, you yeah. went back and listened. Wow. Yeah, I like to hear myself yeah, talk. I listen. Just, you messed up the metrics, guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> no we made them better. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100 percent listening. Um, if we have more than three listens, that means that we do. Actually. Somebody else. <laughs> we do have more than three. We have wow. four. Ah, yeah. That's, we have that's more two that. people who listen. Right. Yeah, because I, I haven't yet. I can't find it on the way that I listen. To Shout out to it's, all you out there in listener world. Still on an Apple podcast. Is that where you listen? Well, I use a Overcast as mm. my podcast app of choice. Gotcha. I don't know if it's on over. Apparently, it's not on Overcast yet. And I think that probably pulls from Apple. Because uh, I found it on Spotify. Is Overcast like VidAngel for podcasts? No. Sounds like it might be. It's not. Oh, okay. But thanks. It sounds like it might be. Oh, no. Uh, what I like about it is it uh, saves your podcast like to an account. Yeah. So, like, if I'm at a computer, I can listen to my podcasts exactly where I left off on my phone. Spotify and it, like, does that too. Syncs up and everything. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
So apparently Justin says Spotify. Does I guess Spotify. Too. Thanks, Spotify. I love Spotify. Um, so then we kind of jump into the scene with the Lannister children at the table. And I thought this was a great scene because I thought the acting was really good. So we get into obviously Tyrion's got his, um, you know, like silly quips and his go ahead, crack it open. <laughs> and uh, he, he's got these like these like little comments and he's these snide remarks and he's like, you know, talking about the wall and why he wants to see it. He wants to piss off the edge and all that stuff. But then it kind of takes a turn and they get into talking about Bran. And this obviously I thought was important, you know, because for you, you hadn't seen him alive yet. Mm-hmm. But Tyrion's the one who introduces the idea that, oh, he's he's actually may yeah, not. Yeah, may die. May not die. Like, he might be fine. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I thought was so cool, and I, and I think that th- this just comes with having seen the show multiple times, but I picked up on Jamie's like mannerisms. And the way that it pans to it shows the shot is Tyrion talking and Jamie's behind him. And then after, you know, Tyrion says that about the boy may, may not be dead, it shows Jamie more close up and you can see him clench his teeth and grit his jaw and some of those like, you know, mannerisms that you might make when you're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was really good acting. Like those are the kind of little nuanced things that I think throughout the show elevate it because the story's cool the acting is really good the cgi ends up being cool like it's it's all of these elements and that's why i think that the show is so good because they don't miss anything mm. like he's a great i don't remember his name well, i don't remember either because it's some swedish name i always forget it but like because he's like swedish isn't he yeah something it's not, like that. It's something, he's he's, he's kind of the hotline if you know what nationality is um yeah he's i, I think he's one of the best in the show i mean actors. the way that yeah actors i mean I am not going to get into it, I promise. But the way that his character develops and how he develops it through through his acting with it, I, I think is top notch. And he starts through with, relations with his sister. Um, yeah, he's he convinced me there. He's seeing her, yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, that's why he likes Valerian. Series, <laughs> series, whatever. Same thing. It's, You'll get it's it. It's a V name. You'll get it. So, so you you think that he's one of the best actors in the show. I think show. he's one of the best actors in the show. Interesting. Yeah. So this, did you pick up on that on like his mannerisms and stuff? I didn't because I'm looking at Cersei because she's got the next line which is, what do you mean? Yeah. What, what did you say, Darian? I thought she was kind of, I thought she didn't have the same element of like, yeah. I mean, it, it, she had lines. Jamie had to do all of that without a line there. And, but they specifically show his face and he's got to do something and make it convincing that he's like uncomfortable I just thought it was so good, but, but I think well, Cersei's is she's trying to act like she's not like concerned about it because she's the one talking. So Jamie's like, like you said, he's he's uncomfortable, but he's trying to make it not seem like he's uncomfortable. Cersei's doing the same thing; she just has to talk while it while she's doing that. Like, uh, you know, she's kind of saying, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned about this, but what was that that you just mentioned? Yeah, <laughs> but I think like we yeah, see whatever. later when they're like doing the like punishment scene near the end of the episode. Like she's definitely the emotion one. Like she's yeah. going to like stab and twist. Yeah, for so, sure. Like, no, yeah, for sure. I think that that might be part of the, the character of just like, yeah, what? Well, you, it's, I don't, I'm so scared on the spoiler stuff. I don't think this would be a spoiler, but like Cersei loves her kids. 
So she loves her kids. Spoiler. Is that a spoiler? No. <laughs> no. And so, yeah, you see that at the end. Now we'll we'll get to that. We'll mm-hmm. talk more about that. Not yeah. the Cersei loves her kids, but the, but yeah, um, she definitely would be that person. That's and then yeah. twist. Like she doesn't seem like she's the mastermind of yeah whatever things are happening in the background that we'll learn about later. Like yeah, she's she's there for the ride, but she is there for the ride. It doesn't seem like she's the person. So you think? It. Okay, I see what you're saying. So so Cersei is not a major developer of the story. She's just... She's not the, the puppet master. She's just you taking know. it as it comes. Do you yeah. think that she knows? Do you think that all she's... All of these puns, guys. No. All of these puns. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said she's along for the ride. He said he's take, she's taking it as he comes. And like, it's just... It's, it's gold. It's a lot it's of gold. Sex, oh. sex puns. Oh, I wasn't... Keith I'm, Winter job, is Keith. coming. I'm pure. Here I am. Good job, Keith. <laughs> Proud of you. Uh, Nick's, Nick's got a three-year-old's mind. Um... Which is totally fine. So you think that she's she is like not actively participating in the creation of? Well, I would say like she's at the table, but not the head of the. She's table. like a smaller voice. Yeah, like her brother is probably the driving force behind okay. everything because he was the one that killed the previous hand. Is that what we learned about in the first episode? Sorry, I don't want to jump spoiler, but I I, I don't know, believe but, they say. I I believe we see in this episode. Catelyn. No, that's that's the letter yeah, Liza, from the from yeah. Liza Aaron mentioned that the Lannister. It Liza the just Lannisters. said Lannister. She left it pretty vague. Okay. I still imagine it was him. So okay, I can't spoil anything. Now we know. did we did hear, um, in this episode about uh no it was it was about Jamie's relationship with the Mad King. Who was he having that conversation with? Um, it was it was actually Tyrion and John, and that's later on. Yeah, yeah. So we learned that he has killed a king at some point, mm-hmm. um, and we don't really know that's who he killed. Yeah. What happened, or you know? So he he's definitely you're right. Like he's definitely got some kind of major impact in the things that are happening. Um, mm-hmm. And he pushed a kid out of a window. He did push a child, an innocent child, out the window. Yeah, it was for love. The things I do for love. Yeah. Um. I think that the next scene is, or the, the so the next thing. So Cersei takes the kids and they walk away. Then it's just Jamie and Tyrion, and I I didn't remember this. I did not remember Jamie basically owning up to what happened with Bran so pretty clearly. Like he basically he basically admitted to Tyrion like. Like I thought, you, do you not do you not have love? What was his line? We'll see. Uh, he said um, he made he he said sometimes I wonder which side you're on. Yes, and yeah. I thought that that was I didn't remember that happening, and I was like, yeah, whoa. And Tyrion says, "My brother, you wound me." Yeah, um, which yeah, Peter Dinklage man, so good. Um, I think that's interesting though. Hope I don't know if Keith, if you pick this up or if y'all you you guys kind of notice it, but it it really speaks to the relationship that Jamie and Tyrion have. I think that conversation is that like, you know, th- that Jamie does open it up to Tyrion. Like, you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to hide it. Yeah. I pushed all. him. What of it? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you, you, and, you know, and I thought you were on our side. I right. thought you were going to be cool about this. Aren't whole you, thing. Isn't it okay that I pushed him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and Tyrion kind of talks about how much he loves his family and how he's always on their side and everything like that. I think, I think it just speaks to Tyrion as Tyrion and Jamie's relationship and then Tyrion as a person too. Yeah. I thought that was pretty crazy. But then then they have the like really 
I think it's a good Tyrion line where Jamie's talking about, you know, uh, he's a grotesque, Better, be a quick good, death, yeah. clean death any day. And Tyr- Tyrion comes back with speaking for the grotesques. I'd have to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that like witty, funny, addressing the elephant in the room kind of thing that he, he already has kind of established that he does that I think is so good. Right. Um, and Peter Dinklage, like you mentioned, I think just pulls it off so well. I think Tyrion's an easier character to to act, probably. Yeah, I think the delivery has to be. I mean, he, really, he can't come off as cheesy, and I don't think he does. I think he who, who else were they going to get? Like, really? No, no, serious. I mean, you. I, I, you can laugh all you want, but what? You. Me? Yeah. No, too tall. He's a dwarf in the book. It's not like they oh, wrote okay. him into the. <laughs> it's not like they wrote him in as a dwarf in the in the show. He's a dwarf in the book. I mean, you had him and you have the guy from Austin Powers, Mini Me. Like, that's really all you have. We Man. We Man is not pulling off Tyrion. You could have got We Man. <laughs> I'm We Man, and this is the, this is the this flippy is the over the... Yeah, the For of those of you who don't know, I'm not calling a small person We Man as a, as a like, criticism of... That's, that's his name, the guy on Jackass. That's not his actual name, but yeah, yeah. No, but it's what he goes by. It's right, his stage name. He, yeah. um, he can call himself that. You can't call him that. Well, when he's announced to the world and introduced the world to himself as We yeah. Man, then it's good to go. We Man right. was fun to watch, man. They did some Wee fun man stuff. We Man is wild. We Man used to be fun to play with. Uh, he was in one of the Tony Hawk skateboarding games. Oh, snap. And it was maybe Underground. Anyway, We Man was always my favorite person to skate it's, with. It's, and go, going back to what I was saying, like between Peter Dinklage and Mini Me from uh, Austin Powers, I think Mini Me died in the middle of like Game of Thrones. So they really made the right choice. Yeah, 100%. R.I.P. They, they probably knew about that. They knew he was gonna, yeah. They, they probably wrote his death. Honestly, yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> right. Um, so then we then we get into a scene that I find fascinating and I'm interested to hear, especially your take, Keith. Um, we see uh Catelyn by Bran's bed mm-hmm. and Cersei enters the room. And then they have this seemingly heartfelt moment, mother to mother. We learn a lot about Cersei's backstory, a lot about how she ended up where she is today. Um, talk about the loss of her first child. Um, talk about how different he was than the rest of her kids. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of unpack, and it feels very emotional. Like, it feels very like raw. Like Cersei, we haven't we've seen her be kind of cold. We've seen her be kind of snarky. We've seen her fucking her brother. Like, we've seen those things about Cersei. But then she has this moment where she's like emotional. And I'm interested to see, like, was that a shock to you? Like, did that kind of take you by surprise? Or were you able to, like, kind of, as it came, adjust and, and kind of take it for what it was? It might have been just cynicism slash, like, watching these sorts of things a lot. But I was like, you're lying. Mm. Like, you're not. You probably killed your kid, even, if you even had this kid. Whoa. Whoa. Like the like the first kid? The little yeah, black-haired the, the beauty? the black-haired beauty that yeah. she had. I was like, this probably isn't true mm. i think you're just here to see how the kid's doing mm. okay and see who's in the room yeah and that's really it i think she was lying too if it, if it matters thanks um i don't think she killed the the kid if she wasn't lying because again Cersei's character she loves her kids mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm not sure if she's lying or not there i i in, in after the episode the guy even says like that 
you know, she's obviously lying. I think I think I think it's Tim Patton, the director. Saying it that. was, but I think he's saying that she's lying in her sincerity of like, I hope that you're, I hope that he, the the gods. I've been listen praying for time. him. Every, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that was a lie. I yeah, very clearly because uh, you can see how uncomfortable she was about the fact that he might be alive at mm-hmm. the breakfast table, but. I kind of I kind of disagree with you guys in my personal take on that. Like I feel like I do feel like there was some fabrication, and I do think that she had ulterior motives for being there. But I do think that it was this weird mixture of sincerity, and I think that she was being real, but she was also kind of trying to at the same time maintain this like falsehood. Like I don't think that she believes uh, or wants the best for the Stark family. I don't think that she gives a shit about Bran, obviously. Right. Um, and I don't think that she like gives a shit how Catelyn feels, but I do think that when she was talking about how devastating it was to lose her child, um, you know, you you touched on it briefly earlier about like Cersei loves her children. Yeah. I think that like it's this weird balance where you see both sides of a coin playing out together in the same scene. And I thought that, that was pretty like dynamic of her, the of Lena Lena Headley. Yeah the actress who plays Cersei, I thought it was a pretty dynamic performance because she kind of, she kind of left me feeling like, I don't really know what Cersei is. I don't know. I don't know if this is a hundred percent real, a hundred percent fake, some real, some fake. I don't know. I thought that that really spoke to her as an actress, which I thought was because of the scene before I thought it was cheesy. And then you come here and I was like, Oh, this is a powerful moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not sure why I think that she's lying about the whole uh, black haired beauty, bird without feathers thing. I have some theories, but we'll talk about them off air. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, keep, keep some money in my pocket. I did. Pray, I brought extra money tonight. Keep some money in my pocket too. <laughs> Let Justin talk. Right. About it. <laughs> what? Tell us your theories, Justin. <laughs> Not gonna happen. It's gonna be more me uh, that's paying. The spoiler jar this. really is for Nick. I'll, yeah. I'll contribute some over right. seventy three episodes, but not. It's, a, it's the Nick jar. Nowhere near what yeah. he's gonna. Yeah, it's contribute. bad. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I think she's lying. I agree. It was a, a dynamic monologue uh, from Lena Headley. And, um, you know, I think it was delivered great. But I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't believe her. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good addition, Keith. Thank you. Yeah, Keith, <laughs> you were, you were gold on this show. Look, when you, when you're on a podcast with uh, Justin and Nick, like. You got to jump in there, man. You're not going to have a lot of words. Bro. And it's fine. <laughs> Get them in. We're just all going to accept it. Just get it in. I'm just trying to chime in so people remember that I'm here. (laughs) Why don't you tell us what happens next? I have no idea. Jamie and John. Okay. So there's a scene. (laughs) Then we go to a scene where John is at the forge. Uh, We figure out later that he's like collecting a gift that he's had made, uh, especially for Arya. But this is the scene where... um, I I don't remember uh, much, if any, interaction between Jamie and John in the first episode when when the kind of King's procession first arrives at Winterfell. Um, I, don't I, I don't think there is one. But we obviously they've established in episode one and a half at this point that John's an important character, Jamie's an important character. So you'd imagine that at some point they're going to have some kind of Cross, they're going to cross paths. Mm-hmm. And so this is the first instance that I remember of that happening. Um, and you just see what's what I thought was so interesting was Jamie. Like you could see in John's face partway through the conversation that he's kind of confused. 
I can't tell if you're being nice or if you're being a giant dickhead. Obviously, by the end of it, you figure out he's definitely being a giant dick. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he's kind of touching on some things about, like, you know, war and cutting people. And you figure out that we're all just, like, bags of blood. Yeah, sacks and of flesh. Sa- you know, yeah. like, it's kind of... Sacks of meat. Yeah. Meat yeah. sacks. Something like that. Yeah. And some bones mm. to give it some structure. Something like that. Anyway, mm. um, but did you guys... How did you feel like their first, you know, interaction and crossing paths went? Well, I feel like if I'm going to do like my, uh, if I'm writing an essay for English about this, where I'm just making up things that have nothing to do with the actual Yeah, episode, which is always fun. Right. Um, you could almost maybe say that he's like remembering when he was innocent, mm. almost, but probably not. He's probably just like, ah, you don't know anything. That's interesting. He's probably, he probably is pulling from that time in his life when he's addressing John. I haven't thought about that. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, because he's a giant dickhead, it's probably not that he's probably not maybe not as a maybe not self-reflecting that, maybe not that deep <laughs> right but like maybe yeah but it's probably just yeah him just kind of being a jerk and like yeah. you don't you're a boy you don't know what you're doing you don't know what you're signing up for you don't know what the world's like interesting well yeah i mean i think and to that point people from the south they don't have the same view of the wall as people from the north do like you know ned benjin obviously john their reverence for the Night's Watch and for the wall, people who guard it, is is really sky high. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been in their an, family for centuries. Yeah, it's so. a great honor for, you know, the Starks have been manning the wall for centuries. Um, but the people from the South really don't really don't grasp that. I mean, Tyrion mentioned that. Tyrion said, you know, snarks and grumpkins and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie clearly doesn't think that, that the Night's Watch is an elite fighting force. It's not, but... Um, you know, Jamie's talking a whole bunch of shit about it at to John, who's going there, and then you know, John's like, We've guarded the kingdom for three thousand years, and you know. Well, what's so crazy, kind of what you're talking about, like Jamie Jamie is a badass. Like he's so yeah, the king's guard, he's protected he, king, he protected the arguably, king, then he then killed the king. He, yeah. He's obviously serves in what is actually an elite. I thought that I wrote he that. Pushed a kid down, out of a window. Pushed a kid right. out of a window because that kid saw him fucking his sister. Right. Like it was you know, he's a pretty crazy character. Said in episode one that, that the tournament like competition's gotten a bit stale, like to yeah. Ned. You, know, you can tell he's got know, this swagger like no one who, can. Yeah, who can touch me? No one can match me. This little kid who thinks he's going to go off and be this giant protector, you know, LOL kind of. Yeah, but he hasn't even swung at a human yet. Right. Like, how have you swung the sword? Like, yeah. I mean, at a human. By the way, John is yo like strapped. For that, being so like, young, for, yeah. Well, no, not yeah. I, I said yoked. I started with yoked, but like he's at, he's strapped for walking around a place that's actually his home that's not under attack. He's got a long sword that's attached to his belt. And then also he has a dagger on the other side. It's like, what the fuck are you expecting here, John? Like, seriously. And I mean, you're, you're just moseying around Winterfell today. But let me put my long sword on and my dagger just in case I lose my long sword and I need a dagger. Well, <laughs> I don't know a ton about what where he's living. But like, I can kind of imagine that like the bastard son of the ruler could like be Get kind of in shit. danger. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just I felt like that. It was like I felt like John was trying to start some shit. I noticed it too. I didn't think that, but I was like, "Strapped on you." I didn't even think about it. Yeah, I think after seeing how fucking big ice was, Ned Sword in episode one, no weapon or amount of what is gonna like catch my attention. If you've got a sword that's as tall as a six foot one man, 
then I'll pay attention. So it's just Arya's sword. You just didn't even see it's it. It's just Ella. It's laughable. Like, what are they just? They're just it's, swinging their hands around. It's like it's like the butcher boy's little stick against Joffrey's sword. Like this is this is so silly and stupid. I saw it, my lord. It's a stick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your lord. Except you, not like that. I'm not your bitch. lord. Yeah, he did. Yeah, all high pitch. God, I hate Joffrey. Um, but before we get there, you you had a line or you mentioned uh, about the elite fighting force. I thought that this really solidified. Jamie's at this really is the moment that like solidified how he what he thinks about John and what he thinks about the Night's Watch is that that line where he says, uh, I'm sure it will be thrilling to serve in such an elite force. And if not, it's only for life. Right. And in that moment, you it kind of shows John's face and he's kind of like, oh, shit, it is for life. Like, not that he's regretting it or going back on it, but just like it's clicking like life like yeah. forever well and, and think about all the things in in our lives that are meant to be for life but they're not always like marriage and you know like you know maybe even uh what you commit to as far as a job or what you commit to as far as a religion or a practice in that religion let's say that i mean there's lots of priests who practice you know started celibate and now super you know the bad stuff. Super horny. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Um, right. <laughs> Y'all didn't see uh, Justin's hand motions in that one. The but priests yes. are coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, sorry. If what? Getting, Keith yeah. Winter's coming. They're, now they're here. Right. So, <laughs> the priests have arrived. They're here. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, all the things in our lives that are like, oh, that's, that's for life and you committed to it and all that kind of stuff. Well, the Night's Watch, if you leave... Well, we already saw what happens. You die. Your head gets so so it rolls across the ground. It's for life. Like there's no there's no going back on that one. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. Then we see you might know what happens next. I'm so glad I'm taking notes. Uh, Then it's not my job. John takes Arya her gift. Yes. Um, A pretty throwaway scene what feels like in my mind i mean it's sweet you see that john even though he's the bastard son he doesn't get the respect from catelyn you can tell that the siblings love him i mean you can tell that they have a deep love for him Arya like jumps and grabs his neck and squeezes him and you know a little bit later rob has an important moment with him and and i think john's goodbye to bran is powerful we don't ever see john interact with rickon i don't think no one interacts with rickon i know we don't even see rickon in this episode of course not Um, he doesn't matter Uh, keith uh, spoiler and this is not this is not a spoiler no (laughs) no no no. he doesn't matter (laughs) excellent rickon at this point in the show he's no you may not even do you know who we're talking about i mean i I feel like I was watching this episode and I was like, I think there's one more kid, but I haven't seen it yet. We really, the only time I remember seeing him is when King Robert first arrives. And they're all standing in line. Rickon is on Catelyn's left and all, and then it goes, it goes Rickon, Catelyn, Ned, Rob, Sansa, uh, Zoom, Arya. Is it Arya Arya next or or Bran? Arya Arya and Bran. And fuck John. And so he's not even on John the same like side with the rest now. of the siblings. Yeah, fuck John. Okay. Uh, he's not even on the same side as the rest of the siblings. And then in episode two, when we see all the Starks, nowhere to be found. They only they mention him once in this episode. Rob mentions him later on to Catelyn that like Rick, he's sick. He, he doesn't know what's yeah. going on. All this kind of stuff. But but he doesn't fucking. Matter. He doesn't. At least not yet. 
Um, Wait, was he the one in the first episode bad at shooting bows? No, that's Bran. Rick Arm was laughing at, was like on horseback laughing at Bran. They show him for like a brief second. Excellent. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Bran, the, the kid that was in a coma, was the one who was bad at archery. Gotcha. Yeah, maybe because he's six and like... Or because he sucks. How could you, you know, you'd have to find an actor that would portray a six-year-old. We're about to get with into no story it. arc. <laughs> so. Did y'all did y'all have anything else about John and Arya? No, I agree. It, it it can be somewhat of a throwaway scene. I just, I mean, I thought that the connection is sweet. I think it's nice to see that John didn't spend his whole life with everyone hating him. But I do like the line, "the sticking with the pointy," and that that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it does. The scene does explain why she's like fighting with the butcher boy, though. Later on, yeah, because he was sure. like practice every day. Yeah, and so that's why she asked him to practice. Yeah, with her. yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, totally. Because he talks about training, and um, yeah, that's interesting. She takes him up on it. She's yeah, she's like, okay, yeah, I'll practice. I trust every day. you. I'll do what you say. Then we get to. Uh, I hate Ugh. this scene. We're about to get into it. John and his goodbye to Bran. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because Catelyn's a giant bitch. Catelyn is a giant bitch. Well, arguably, well, apparently. Well, if if oh god, Keith's about to do it too. What do you mean? Go ahead, say what you're gonna say. I'm gonna say if your husband comes home after a year with like some other woman's kid, that one's that one's hard. Uh, okay, I'll I'm get, not I'm not forgiving her. I'm not excusing her. But I'm just I, saying, I'm not saying life experience with this, and that's not how it has to be handled. Just no, it doesn't have there. to. Not going to get super into it. And but <laughs> thank you. Well, that's why I'm not defending her. But I am saying, like, I, I get it. I don't get that level of. Anger. It's very misdirected. It's been 17 years, man. Yeah, like you. And can, why are you mad at him? You can get yeah, like, like like Justin saying at some point. The the problem I, I have with it. Catelyn is not that she's upset that her husband cheated on her. It's that she takes all that hatred out on the child who's an innocent child who mm-hmm. didn't ask for any of this shit, who already isn't getting the last name. He's not the uh, uh, you know an heir. He's mm-hmm. not in the legacy. He's already got the shit into the stick, and then. This woman who has an opportunity to to love him and care for him, or just be neutral, He's leaving for life as she well. She is a giant <laughs> towards him, and I just I was so frustrating. It is arguable yeah. though, because Keith is arguing it, and you know Emily argued it, and it's it's hard. It got into a little bit of a heated argument. It got actually. a little heated, a little heated with and, Emily because mm-hmm. you know she was she said you know if that was a man sitting in there and, and saying that. You wouldn't have a problem with it. You wouldn't think he was a giant dick. You would just, but you think that she's a giant bitch. And I would think to be he honest, was a dick. I would I think, 100% he was a dick. think he's a dick. But you can't say that. I mean, like she doesn't believe that when we're talking in the argument, you know. Right. So, it, 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 I mean, and she's listening to this right now. And so I'm, I'm just saying, she's heated. She's a giant bitch. Not Emily. Not Emily. Not Emily. Not Wait, Catelyn's a giant. See, he's winking bitch. a lot right oh, now. No, he just keeps winking. <laughs> I just both I mean, eyes are going. Now cutting off Phyllis's <laughs> head with a chainsaw. <laughs> Doesn't get obvious reference. You see a really powerful scene. You see the emotion that John has, the care that he has for Bran. We just saw the care that he has for Arya. He's going for life. Like I don't know how much more it can be emphasized that he's he's this is it. Like mm. he may never see Bran again because they don't know what's gonna happen to Bran. And he's saying goodbye, and Catelyn can't just sit there and let it happen. 
she has to go out of her way to one glare at him. You can see her lips quivering. Mm-hmm. She hates all he's doing is saying, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud of you. When you get better, he's being optimistic. When you get better, come see me. I'll show you around. It'll be fun. She is so full of hatred towards him because of something somebody else did that her lip is quivering. And then she breaks that moment and says, I want you to leave. Somebody well, else who's in the room, by the way. Well, it, yeah. it could also it could also be because you're here, but my son is laying in bed. That's true. Like, why do I get why do I get you, you know, the bastard son of my husband? What you know, my son who's laying in bed. Keith, stop He's doing laying this. in bed. I'm sorry. Your son fucking climbed the thing after I mean You told him not to. You yeah. told him not to. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like her anger is misdirected, but like she's angry at her son for climbing. But Catelyn blames John for everything. And I think that shows in this. She blames John for everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's misdirected anger because because Bran didn't listen to her. It's misdirected anger because Ned cheated on her. It's 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 just everything is John's fault. And that's just not true. No, John has not done anything. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just it's kind of understandable. You know what? No, Keith. I can't. God. (laughs) Keith's leaving again. Uh I just thought I just thought that it really shows. I mean, to me, in this, it sets her up to be somebody who is really dislikable. Like she does not have a lot of likable qualities. She's angry at someone that we've only seen good things so far from. Mm-hmm. Kindness, gentleness. He's loving. He's thoughtful, and she's just malicious towards him. Um, what I thought, one, another thing that I hated was that, you know, Ned is in the doorway for that interaction and just let it be, which I think shows, and well, we don't have to talk about that, but I think that um, it shows the. Well, <laughs> you were so close. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think that, uh, I think that it shows like why it's escalated to this point because Ned is clearly just never said anything about it. Well, I mean, as the episode ended, you know, we were, Lauren and I were going over like what we thought about the episode. My takeaway from this episode is Ned is bad at making decisions. Or he, That's bold. he just makes the wrong ones. That's bold. In what way? Well, like, I don't know if he should have gone to be the hand, but he did. I and have like, a legitimate question about that. Because okay. Catelyn brings that up. Does he have a choice? No. I think he doesn't, but he does. And could he could he say no and everything be fine? I think he could say no and I don't think a lot would change. So But I think the king would like probably not support them as much. If you put yourself in but but yeah, I think you're looking at it more of the relationship as is a king to a subject. Mm-hmm. The relationship of Robert and Ned is a brother relationship. Well, and so that's also why I'm saying he could say no. Because like, because he's got a little. But he more can't influence. leave. His, he because, can't leave Robert. So no, he, he could go back to the north because Robert was down there with John Aaron. John right. Aaron was like the father figure for both of them. Right. And so he could go back to the north with that. He can't leave Robert in the in the trenches taking grenades. Another quote. Uh, while he's just sitting up in Winterfell because he didn't want to go, mm-hmm. you know. So I, that I, he didn't have a choice. And and Ned is. I mean, I I agree with you, but I also think he did have a choice because, like, he, then how do you agree with me? 
Because like honor wise, like what Kat <laughs> says, like what, you know, you're, you're choosing your honor over this. But right. Why are you doing it like that? Like he, I think because of the relationship that they had, he could very much be like, this is my family. And like in the love that you had for my sister and our family, like let me be with mine. Yeah. Let me continue to serve you up here. Okay. I think that there's another added element that they don't specifically mention, but Ned has the, Ned has the um, knowledge about from Liza's letter about John and potentially being, having been killed by the Lannisters Mm -hmm. and talking about, you know, Robert being in danger. Like, there's a little bit there that I'm sure he feels like um, he doesn't have a lot. Of, like he he has a choice, but that choice comes with consequences. Right. And I, I think I'm probably arguing semantics in that like obviously he had a choice. Right. But like, yeah, with the knowledge of that, with being both a brother to the king and a subject to the king, like he had to go. Right. That's what I mean. I just I, don't think it was the right. Maybe on the surface he had a choice, choice but really... When you get I down don't. To it, he probably does. In 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 that same in that same position, I'm I'm going, mm-hmm. and Emily can attest to that. I mean, I'm 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 there for people. You know that that's what that's what you do when you're right. You know, um. So I thought it was yeah. such interesting timing, and obviously the story plays out this way. But it was weird that he still left even after the accident with Bran. And Brand, it had been a month. Brand no. still being in limbo. Yeah, but so what's a month? What's what's another couple weeks to figure out and bring closure and be there for my family to be supportive of my wife? Like I I see why Catelyn's frustrated. But yeah. people leave people leave people that like you know brain like brain dead or coma people like they leave they they leave. But there's easier communication. I can pick up a phone and call you if something changes. Or sorry, that was. Something fell behind me. Um, there's Keith's I mean, really mad. <laughs> Keith can get over it. Um, there's just it's it's different. Like when he goes south, who knows what that's going to turn into? Who knows how long he may be gone? Who knows what may transpire with Brand? Who knows? Yada 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 yada. Like it, it goes on and on and on. The list of possibilities and potential, and you know this scenario and that scenario. And I just I thought that it was interesting that that was never really even addressed. Like even in the conversation about Catelyn, you know, talking about why he shouldn't go, it wasn't really even talked about the fact that like your kid might die, might not, and you're just peacing out right now. They said the worst was ever. Yeah. It's. I just. I'm always going to side with Ned. If you guys haven't noticed, I am always 100 percent of the time going to side with Ned. Just so you know. So, spoiler alert. So, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, so you kill you kill the wolf. Uh, yeah. Mm. Nick got a little hard when. Uh, I, no, no. Okay. When so he talked about said, the wolf is of the north, it deserves better than a butcher. Like Nick got. Oh a little God! I just love chub. Ned, and that's the thing. It's not necessarily that I would do everything that he would do. I, mm-hmm. Would I go at, at the king or the king's hand kind of invitation? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Robert needs him. You know that that's it. Okay. But there are maybe some things that I would have said. Hey, Robert, can we maybe like talk about this outside? Like leave Cersei here and and all these people and be like, Yo, man, you really want to kill that wolf? Come on. That that conversation could have happened, but he's I'm, a pushover. I'm always going Ned's to side pushover. with Ned. no Ned. No Ned sides with honor, and honor listens to your king, and so I'm always going to side with Ned when it comes to an argument. Um, that being said, 
No, I would not have killed the wolf. Well, I, I mean, talked to so Robert. like, so that conversation goes just like t- a tiny bit differently, like with Arya, and the king's like, not like you punish her, but like I'm going to. Are you like, okay? Oh, so okay. You so you're saying if if Robert says if Robert would not just so Arya, chill not, about everything, right? Robert just doesn't. Robert made fuck. a good point. He called Joffrey out too. He's like, oh, your story is that she took your sword. You had, had a sword a stick? and she had a stick and she took your sword? Yeah. You little bitch. Right. You deserve. Well, I like how he said, listen, you're telling me one thing. She's telling me another. I don't know. Seven what hells. You know, yeah. I don't know. What to th- we're kind of getting ahead of it, but we're yeah. there now. So he he does. He talks about like, I don't know what to believe. Where's the other girl? She, you know, Sansa comes in and says, I don't know. He's like, listen, Ned, take care of your kid. I'll take care of mine. Let's figure this shit out. And then you see Cersei's like. What about the wolf? Malicious, just, mm-hmm. oh, God, I hate Cersei. Well, there was almost a little bit of, I don't know what the right emotion is, like towards Ned's other daughter, who's like, you you could say it right now. Just say it. Yeah. Do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, oh, well, Not, yeah, your dad has to kill your friend. You can tell, you can tell that Sansa, like Cersei's already influencing Sansa, yeah. either directly or indirectly. You can tell that, Sansa really cares about Cersei's opinion of her. Well, she a, doesn't want to let Cersei down. Is there also like a power thing maybe in there too? Of just like, you know, if if I keep going this way, like I can be queen. Oh yeah, I think that they foreshadow that now and kind of you know introduce that idea. Like that's what she wants. Well, yeah, oh, you know, Arya talked about first episode, right? And um, and then you see the scene before this, the scene with Joffrey where he's you know. Calling her my lady and my princess and all, you know, like I'm sure that that's feeding her brain. She Mm -hmm. doesn't want to lose out on that because she's, she's always been the middle child of a family that she feels like is dirty and gross Mm -hmm. and kind of forgotten, you know, Mm -hmm. because she's got, uh, you know, Rob and then even John, you know, being older. And then I I just, I think that you're probably onto something there. Also to be fair to Ned, again, go back to Ned. (laughs) He was going to kill this puppy like a month ago. Like, it's not that far removed. Yeah, but this was... uh, Just kill him. (laughs) Before your, like, child imprint. Like, this thing just saved your child's life. He doesn't want to do it. You see the the difficultness. I know, but he doesn't have to. We definitely jumped. Yeah, it was Keith's fault. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) I just, you know, Robert and Ned, Robert and Ned have a scene where, you know, they're sitting having a picnic, and... Robert's talking about a war coming, and I think that that probably solidifies in Ned's mind, like his the necessity that he has to be there. By there Robert's was talk side. of other things mm-hmm. before that. What were the other things? Best day, <laughs> and and I mean, yeah, was it Wyla? Is that what I was I just yeah. wondering? What else oh, and her her great big tits. <laughs> <laughs> God, God bless Bessie. God bless Bessie. Six year olds. I'm on a podcast with six year olds. Oh man. It's just his deliveries. It's hilarious. so good. He man. gets so excited about it's literally what you think would happen if you took the guy for the night's tale and you made him 100%. king. If you took that guy, you made him king. Oh, well, yeah, that's what would happen. Didn't in that scene he also he was just like, I would just do this if I could. Yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, yeah have yeah, half a mind to leave mine. And, yeah. Do yeah. nothing. Like I don't want I don't like the pressure of being king. I just want to enjoy life. I thought I was gonna enjoy life more and it's just not been that way. Maybe you should make Ned King. Oh, Look what look what look who we have money here. in there. Keith huh? might be onto something. <laughs> um, but I just thought that that was 
interesting. Like, did you have thoughts on his line about like, there's a war coming, Ned? I don't know who we're going to be fighting. I don't know when it's going to happen, but but it's ha- it's coming. Did did that have? It's coming. Keith Winter's coming. Um, I heard that in my head, but I also kind of like associated it with. Uh, the series, yeah, the other people, <laughs> whatever their what were their names, start with a T. Targaryen. That's it. Well, that it's in that moment when they're talking about Daenerys Targaryen, Wed Khal Drogo, and right. that, that's when they're that's when the this scene. comes up. Okay, and he he's like, "There's a war coming, Ned." After Ned's like, "We're not gonna fucking kill a child," mm-hmm. right? And Robert's like, "Why not?" You know, I just thought that was kind of like. Because it's a child. The other reason I like Ned, Ned's the eternal optimist. Ned's the eternal. I know it's fucking. People annoying. make the right decisions, and that's, that's you. who I, I am. Know. <laughs> yeah. I know. He makes all the I'm not saying ones. I'm Ned, but people no, he and we disagree on that. <laughs> but but yeah, he's the eternal. He's like they're not coming over here. They've never come over here. They're not bothering us. Like, but and if by chance they do, we'll yeah, toss we'll them back throw them back into the sea. Yeah. Great, great, you know, back and forth between Rob and Ned. Mm-hmm. Robert, I liked sorry. it. I liked it. Ned can get a little spicy with Feisty. Robert. Like I like that because Robert, mean, we clearly Robert doesn't have that in his life. I'm sure Robert. Yeah, Robert right. can get annoying. Like, well, I mean, we've talked about like you being in workplaces. Like, pe- places need people like you who are just like, hey, poke, poke, poke. Shut the fuck up, Keith. I'm just Ooh. kidding. Wow. Um. Yeah, wow. I think I think it's it's uh it's like the uh, grain of salt. Don't do that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess I won't talk anymore. No. Don't do that. No. 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 You're bringing good. You're yeah. Bringing no. Good you're, stuff. Yeah. You're right. Uh. No. I mean. Yeah. People need people need to be counterbalanced. I mean, Robert needs that. I mean, and we'll see how things play out. But but yeah. I mean, Ned Ned is kind of calling him out on his bullshit. Like, yo, you're overthinking this, man. You got a lot of problems. Here. Here. Let's not worry about that right now because they also, haven't gotten on a boat yet. He's also probably hearing that from everyone else around him. Are you talking about Robert? Yeah. Hearing yeah, the, hearing, about the threat of... Yeah, like the there's, there's going to be something. Like you need me... Probably like a lot of like you need me to be here close by. Like, here it I comes need again. To be in power. <laughs> you drank that other one already? Don't do this. Dude. I'm on my first and only rain. I'm halfway through this thing. You're like six beers. Energy drinks and beers are... Very different stories. No, dude. Yeah, they are. This thing tastes delicious. So does this. <laughs> does it? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Not like that, though. No, exactly. Oh, I hate the taste of, the, of energy drinks. I can't stand have it. you had the orange dreamsicle rain? I have not, and I won't have it. Bro. Look at it. It looks like it's going to kill you. I hope it does. No, it looks like he's going to turn into a Spartan, just like I Spartan know. kick you out of the room. Bro, this shit is fire. It has the, uh, if, you, if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings, it looks like the, um, like what's Nazgul? the? Witch King. Yeah, Witch the Witch King. King. Yeah, yeah. It looks like his face is on this, is on this. Uh, you know who got me into rain? Daniel Gettings. Daniel Gettings. Yeah, shout out. Damn, Daniel. He's definitely not listening. No. <laughs> he's like, these fucking, I gotta listen to these guys all he's day He's seen long. everything in the world except for Game of Thrones. <laughs> um... Anyway, yeah, I think that you're probably right. Like, he's got some influences around him. And so he's like, it's probably like increasing the, the urgency that he feels to like address it. Yeah. Do you think those influences, though, are because they're trying to distract from what they're trying to do? I mean, I think it's all of the above. I know you didn't give me any other options. I did not. But yeah, I think there's distraction. I think there's, if you think there's a threat, you'll keep me around because you know I'm family. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a hot take. It's a good take. Um, then we see uh, the John and Tyrion scene. 
where they're on the way up to the Night's Watch and they're sitting by the fire and um, uh, Tyrion talks about rapers. And, <laughs> and j- there's this moment, I think that, you know, we've seen this episode where, you know, in episode one, John was really excited and hype about the Night's right, Watch. Right. In this episode, there's been a couple things now that have seemingly like shaken him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe people don't feel like the about this the way that I feel about right. it. Right. Like maybe, am I a little bit like, maybe am I maybe making a poor decision here? Because Tyrion's like, that's your new family. Right. And, and John's like, the look on his face says, like, holy shit. In Tyrion's mm-hmm. line, most choose the knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given the choice between the wall and castration. And John just the knife. chose that shit for fun. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's more, too. I know. But yeah, but more I for know. his name and to get out from under the Stark name. Yeah, get away from that giant bitch, Catelyn. Mm. The banter that they have, and this is the second time we've seen it, the dwarf bastard thing where they're just, like, insulting each other, but in, like, a... It's kind of a respectful way. Like, yeah. it kind of feels like I'm not using bastard to degrade you. I'm actually using it to like break down this like statement you have about yourself, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna make fun of me for being a dwarf because it helps you feel better about being a yeah. bastard. And I'll, so I'll take me that. nicely, and I'll, maybe I'll tell you. Yeah, I just thought it was really good. Did yeah. you care about the scene at all? Yeah, no, I really like the line about uh, a mind needs books like a sword needs a whetstone. Yeah, you like, mentioned that earlier yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it kind of it, it it adds another layer to Tyrion. Mm. You know, it, it com- makes him a little more complex than the dude who was just like. Getting it with a bunch of prostitutes in episode one. Right. Um, okay. So then we see, you know, the scene where Maester Lewin's talk, trying to talk to Kat. She's distraught. She can't focus on anything. So, spoiler alert, maybe. Rob's one of my favorite characters in the show. Mm-hmm. I love Rob. $5, um, Nick. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not sure why you said spoiler alert. Just because it's not really a spoiler. It's just sometimes I say that when I don't know how to transition to something. Um, so thanks for calling it out. Spoiler alert. I'm going to do that more. Um, I love that you see Rob step up in that moment and say like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like I, I got yeah. this. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of that. Um, then they get into that scene where there's a fire. Rob leaves. I'll come Rob right runs back. straight to, towards the fire. Because you know, he's a badass. Not literally. He runs out the room, which he is the ran, other way. Yeah. But but still, I mean, he's like, oh, there's a fire. I got this. I can do it. You know, so, so in that moment, how long did it take for you to to realize that something else was going on? Was it not until they show the guy in the room? Or did you see it before that? I mean, he says fire, and it's like, oh, it's a attraction. Okay. Wow. You really very, you know, have good intuition. The first time I saw it, I thought it was like, oh, God, Rob's going to die in a fire. (laughs) That's what I thought. So you instantly thought, yeah, the size of the fire and everything. I'm imagining it's something. Did you know? Did you have any guesses up up at that point? What might? I mean, I know it's so fast, but. Right. I mean, no, but yes. It was like when you saw him, you were like, obviously. Right. And even like maybe a little before. I don't know. I don't want to build myself up. They do. Go ahead. Tell us how great you are. I'm just so good. Well, they do focus on Kat for so long that you're almost like, there's something going on here. And then all of a sudden, this like really disgusting human with a hood looks like a really, really old and beat down Assassin's Creed. Uh (laughs) Yo, it's Altair at the end of his days. Yeah, like... Altair was sexy. He was. Yeah, 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 but but like... when he was 90. uh, Even when he was 90. At the end of Dodgeball... (laughs) At the end of Dodgeball the movie, you see Ben Stiller 
after he's like fat again. He's eating all these drumsticks of chicken and all that stuff. Like, I won that tournament. I'm gonna be and honest with you. You never seen dodgeball. I don't think I've ever seen dodgeball. Okay, wow. well, I know some of our listeners and they've seen dodgeball. They don't know exactly what I'm talking about. That's what the Assassin's Creed dude would look like. You're like about yourself. Same thing. Yes. <laughs> You're the listener, yes. you know. <laughs> and you've seen dodgeball. Uh, but one and, of our listeners and has, his and accent. It's, it's like this. You know, is it Cockney accent? Like, is that the accent in Britain that's like? Cognizant really the like gross. the trash, yeah, the trash. Uh, it's coming from someone who's from Tennessee. I'll speak on it. <laughs> wow, um, it's supposed to be like the less affluent. Well, that's what he said. We'll He's say like, more vulgar, but in the Latin sense. Of yeah, it's like one of those that you're like, I can't even understand what you're saying. And he says like, you're not supposed to be here. That's no good. one's supposed to be here. It's like a. It's, it's hold on. Hold on. I want to close my like, eyes. You're I want not, you to do it again and see if I can reimagine the scene. You're not supposed to be here. Can you say... <laughs> Have you ever drank Bailey's from, from a, shoe? a shoe? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, that's old Greg. That's, it's definitely old Greg. <laughs> oh it's the God. same voice. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that's the guy. So old Greg shows up. Old Greg Greg's shows there. up, tries to kill Brand. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Uh, I thought I thought this was a moment when Catelyn is just like straight up. When she grabbed the knife, I was like, bro. That's badass. She grabbed that shit with her hand and didn't even flinch. Both hands on the blade. You guys are impressed with Catelyn in that scene? There's someone else that you should be I more know, impressed with. I know, but you, scene. you know we have to get there. Like, we can't just no. ignore I am anti Catelyn. As pro net as I am, it's as anti Catelyn. Well, this is, okay, this hold is on. why Emily no, no, re- reacted the way that she did to our comments. If, if you're pro Ned, anti Catelyn, are you making my point that Ned makes all bad decisions? Um, nope, no response. I just win. So anyway, let's go I on and talk this. about the wolf. <laughs> I support this. Okay. So talk about the wolf. What was your reaction? Obviously, we've not seen the dire wolves do anything of signif- significance other than exist. Well, and I mean, helped pack uh, Area suitcase. That was pretty awesome. Well, failed <laughs> yeah. when put on the spot. Well, Nymeria, gloves. Nymeria, gloves. Huh? <laughs> well, you know, they were just yeah messing with her. But yeah, no, that came up and we were both just like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Summer fucked and then, that assassin And up. then Summer just goes and sits on the bed and yep. she's got this bloody muzzle and like, she's just like, mm. and, you know, I'm just here with my boy. That, oh God. So just scary. hanging with my dude. Yep. And you can see Catelyn's face because she had just been complaining about the wolves uh, to Rob, close the window, make him stop, drive me crazy. And then you can just see in her face instantly like a softening when Do you think the fire, yep. the fire happening, meant that they let the wolves out? Like, not the fire, like melted their chains or anything. But like, okay, the fire is close to the wolves or, or the animals. Let's get the animals out of here. Well, before we try to fight the fire, that may have led to the I wolves mean, being out because they were. It sounded like they were chained up. They're outside. They're they're you know, doing all that. Maybe they just right outside the door and Rob opens the door. And I mean, it might know, have been the wolves in. reacting to someone coming into the. Yeah. No. Definitely. Thing. I think so. But I mean, I don't think they were chained up. They were just hanging out in the. You think so? They just weren't allowed. So Rob opening the door means summer comes in. Probably. Okay, that's fair. So I mean, summer just did that thing. Yep, and then Ned just went ahead and killed his uh, sister. I know, which is crazy. Yeah. So then you see. So I mean, that was our first like glimpse at how dope, you know, the the dire wolves were. Mm -hmm. Also, they don't have to show that guy's neck. Like, you know no, what but happened. They did. But they chose to. They did. Which no, they, is an interesting. They needed to see it. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things they are like, whoa. You know, that, that really holds a lot of weight now. It's kind of gruesome. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. Um, they're, they're dire wolves. I was into it, though. Um, but 
then we see the first look at the wall, which was brief. Like they did, they literally just showed them coming up that ridge, Benjamin and John and Tyrion, all them, and see the wall. Mm-hmm. And it was, what did you think about it? Well, so what was interesting was after you made the point last week, how the intro changes every week, depending on like where we're going. I like made it a point to watch the intro this week and I saw the wall and I was like, oh, the wall's like an ice wall. Like it's a natural formation. But then when I saw it, it almost, I was like, did we build it? I don't like, and I still don't know. Still don't I know, know Tyrion yeah. said something along the lines of like, it's like one of the greatest structures, you know, ever, structures made. ever made. I'm like, okay, well maybe we did. But when it. you look at it, you're like, how was that made? Well, so like when I saw it on the intro, I was like, it looks like ice, natural, the yeah. way they built it. But then when I saw it, I was like, I mean, that's smooth. That's a wall with an elevator. So I'm interested to see that too. Yeah. The fantasy wall, elevators are always fun. The wall is cool. <laughs> the wall is a cool kind of mysterious, like, like that vibe is definitely existent there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, but you thought it was intriguing at least. Yeah. I think it's so like that first glimpse of it. Cause obviously they talk about the wall so long. Like we, we get just a glimpse of, par- of part of the wall, mm-hmm. but even that was like, it just towered over everything. It dwarfed everything around it. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> Because you know, yeah, yeah no, get it. I got it. Yeah, Do you guys it. get it? Because he's Tyrion, a, he's a dwarf. Tyrion's a dwarf. Wow, and if he you was didn't there. Get it, call the hotline. Did we'll you write these week. books? I wrote the books. That makes sense with your linguistic ability. I want to make sure you guys understand. Mm-hmm. Tyrion, explain it to me. Is a dwarf. Uh-huh. Justin does this a lot, where he thinks he's funny, but he's really not funny. <laughs> no, it's like, dude, no. What on. about Tyrion being a dwarf? He's a dwarf. Uh-huh. Listen to his other podcast. You'll hear what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> free shout out free publicity I'm, I'm into we're it. not going to say the name of the podcast though the Sully Jane nope. show oh, oh no boo. no 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 he uh, the wall is so big right. that it makes everything around it look smaller okay just like when there's a dwarf there mm-hmm. and all normal sized people right. make that person look smaller okay it dwarfs it it's like okay. if you hold that baby ketchup in your hand Mm-hmm. And then you go get a regular bottle of ketchup. Right. And like, holy Accentuates the common the experience difference. that everyone has. Yeah, yeah. When they're holding baby ketchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think... I want to be honest yeah. with you. I don't know what the fuck baby ketchup is. It's a small ketchup <laughs> bottle. Have you ever been to Cracker Barrel? What the fuck, man? Have what you, you ever been to Cracker Barrel? What do you get Cracker Barrel that you eat ketchup with? Okay. I, they, Are no, you five? They give it to you. Do you, put like ketchup, to do you put ketchup on pancakes? No. What is God. wrong with you? Okay. If you're only getting pancakes at Cracker Barrel, you're missing half the menu, first of all. Second of all... If you order to go, sometimes they'll give you that baby ketchup. But either way, either way, mm-hmm. you've got this. Tell this me more. Three quotes tonight. Um, either way, yeah, it's an old Cat Williams uh, quote. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, but you got this baby ketchup, and you hold in your hand. You're like, man, I've got giant hands. And then you see a regular size bottle of ketchup, and it's like, man, this, this is a really big. Man, that happens ketchup. to me at least once a week. It should. Oh God, that was <laughs> riveting. Um, <laughs> So right after the scene where we see the wall, it and cuts it's dwarfing everyone. It's dwarfing everyone except the dwarf because mm-hmm. he's already. You get it because he's great. He can't he's be like dwarfed, double dwarfed. Um, so then we cut to the scene of the kind of Stark, the remaining Stark leadership in the Godswood, and Maester Lewin. This is when Cat's like frantic, and she's like, "Oh my God, the Lannisters did this shit," and uh, and. Maester Lewin has a line that says, too easily words of war become acts of war. And I thought that that was like a really deep scene, like deep line that obviously has a lot of weight to it. It's not just a throwaway line, but mm-hmm. it's it's like, wow, that's, that's so true because I am friends with Nick and I've heard a lot of stories about how he just ends up in just situations where he just, his mouth, man, 
Just a lot of times it's other people around me's mouth. Other people around you's mouth leads to acts of war. Yeah, and I think uh, in those situations, I would be the annoying Theon. Like, the, like Theon, it Theon. shows how annoying Theon is. Which one's Theon? Theon's the one that was like, if it comes to that, I'll stand behind you. You know that. Like, okay, shut He's up, He's the one who Theon. tried to jump down and was like, I'll kill the okay, wolves right now. Who yeah. is he? Like, do we know? Is that he, a spoiler? If they'll, you no, that? they'll explain it. They'll explain it. I don't okay. think we need to. Yeah, he he's connected with the he's Starks. He's just some dude. He's part of the Stark the household. Show. Yeah, he's part Got of the Stark it. household. All right, he's part of the posse, but yeah, not cool. Yeah, he's not cool. Fuck Theon. Um, I mean, if you want to, I did. Have, I don't want. No, not not like fuck Theon. I just meant like he said. I, I don't know. It's Game of Thrones. That's true. Um, I I wanted to get y'all's take on something. Um, you know, Cat jumps to the assumption immediately that the Lannisters are trying to kill you know they've got a lot of stuff going on that's what the whole meeting's about i wanted to know like based on what we've seen do you guys feel like her starting to like bring more people into the fold about like what her suspicions are and all this stuff was a wise decision or do you think that she jumped the gun on it i mean she doesn't have any actual proof she's got a letter from her sister whose husband died that she burned that she burned and then she found a gold hair and i don't remember that she was up in the tower that's what led to this Um, i saw her like skulking around the tower but i guess i never really it was brief she was on her knees and like found a hair and held it up and it was was, had to be cersei's hair i guess it could have been jamie's hair um big long pube hair (laughs) (laughs) gross um so I think I just wanted to get your take on it. Like, did you do you feel like that was a wise decision, or do you think that she's jumping the gun? I mean, I I don't know. It's knowing not knowing who those people are, other than like the one dude who I'm imagining was a steward. I don't remember his title. Mister Lewin. Yeah, like I guess it's probably okay. Like it was her son, that dude that you guys hate. Fuck Dion. Um. The guy with the beard who was holding the dagger, Sir then, Sir Roderick, I believe. Yeah, the other dude. He's the that master was, of arms, right? Castellan. Yeah, Castellan. Yeah. But no. maybe also master of arms. Was it just four people there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and okay. master though. Yeah. yeah. So like, I not knowing who those people are, I'm imagining that they're probably all super inner circle. Okay. So, how do you feel? I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean. I, I probably, you know, she's got to get it out to somebody. And uh, if you're going to choose, I don't know why Theon's there. But Fuck Theon. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, but probably just because her son's there. And we're just. Well, the, yeah, they don't, he doesn't. It was like piggyback riding on. You'll learn more about the connection with, with Theon. I don't want to give it away, but. Yeah, I don't really know why Theon was there. I, I understand the I, other three, but like. I get why he's there. Okay. I don't think he should. I don't like Theon. Fuck Theon. But I understand why he's there. Wait, so you don't like Theon? I fucking hate Theon. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> heard it here first. Um, right. So then we get into the scene that we've already kind of talked about, but I do want to share my notes briefly. This is the Joffrey scene with the fight and all that stuff. So I wrote, <clears throat> fuck Joffrey in all caps. Mm-hmm. Then I say, Joffrey's a whiny little bitch. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. Fuck Joffrey. Mm-hmm. So those are my notes on that scene. That's a good, um, those are good notes. Yeah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. It really kind of paints a picture for how fucking miserable Joffrey is. Yes. In my personal opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you're probably the only one who feels that way, though. I know. I know. I get that a lot. He seems like a likable guy. <laughs> He's you just feel so bad bitch. for Micah, don't you? Like, don't you feel so bad for Micah? Micah just wrong Who's place. Micah? Wrong. Micah's the butcher's boy. 
Oh, um, yeah. He no. was just having fun. Just the wrong place, wrong time. Arya asked him, uh, clearly, yeah, asked cute, him to play girl swords. girl asked you to come play swords. swords. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm this... Sword fighting? Sure. And, and all of a... Yeah, she's really young there, Keith. Um... Yeah, no, it's fine. I'm it's speaking fine. from him, not me. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that makes more sense. So, I mean, yeah, so cute girl, mm-hmm. to, in your opinion, uh, comes and... <laughs> All right, a powerful girl asks you to come play <laughs> with her. How about that? Is that better? Yeah, and, and, you're, just, and you're just playing, and you hit her once. You, you're winning, clearly, and then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of some shit. Yeah. That ends with well, yeah, another some, wolf attack. Nymeria. Like, second wolf attack in the last like cuts eight your, minutes. Cuts your face open. Yeah, that, that sucks. God, I hate Joffrey. But I loved when Nymeria was fucking him up. Super lucky that it was only his arm. Yeah, because we saw what those wolves can do. To I throws. mean, it was just his hand, not even his arm. Yeah, something like that. I um, I found a lot of joy in the moment when Nymeria runs up and just latches on. Mm-hmm. Everybody does, and everybody wishes that Arya would have just... Gone a little bit further with that sword. Yeah, just yeah. use that pokey end. But Sticking I, with the pointy I end. I think that but might also speak, possibly, to like how cool these wolves are. Because like, Summer with Bran, yeah, you're dead. This other one with Joffrey. They kind of know the, the Prince, difference, basically. Yeah. Well, it was like, this is you're not going to kill her. Right. Like, you might hurt her, so I'm going to stop you from hurting her. Right. But like, I don't have to kill you for this. Yeah, it's true. A lot of, like, <laughs> and then in wisdom just from a wolf. Like, Sansa's just super annoying the God, whole time. God, like, so annoying. Stop it, stop it. You're ruining it. You're both ruining it. Shut up. Well, so is that like, you're ru- hey, Ari, you're ruining my chances. And hey, Joffrey, you're ruining how I see you. No, I think, it, it, yeah, maybe. I think it was mainly, uh, you know, you're ruining like this time. <laughs> she was walking with Joffrey, yeah, her, yeah. you know, possibly betrothed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, He was trying to get her drunk. Right, yeah. Clearly, yeah, stand is, up guy. Yeah, um, that's always a good way to go about it, right? I mean, it's effective, but it's just one of those things that, us, yeah, you, <laughs> not in my experience. Oh, okay, you can't give us a story. No, okay. no, if Emily gets drunk, she goes to sleep, so it's not Perfect. effective. But either way, it's you know, it is something that, like, yeah, she's she's walking, she's talking, mm-hmm. it's going well, he's being sweet, all this kind of stuff, and you know, and now they're in a sword slash stick fight. Yeah. So I don't know why like my brain popped to this when you said he's being sweet. I was like, no, he's like being the A pompous asshole, but a yeah. sweet pompous asshole. But not even sweet. He's just doing the like, oh my lady. Like kind of like the the internet, like the neckbeard, like fedora wearing people <laughs> who like don't know how to treat a woman. So they're just like mm. lady. Mm, my lady. But with like Get me going here, Keith. <laughs> sorry. Um, but but with Guys, like a, I'm right here. Right. If y'all could not, I look. I'm on the other side of the room. Put man. your pants back on, Nick. <laughs> Please put your pants back on, Nick. <laughs> um, no, but with like an expectation of like, I'm doing the nice thing so I get rewarded. Not like I'm doing the nice thing to do the nice thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Joffrey in general. Yeah, yeah. Joffrey's a bitch. And yeah, I was just listening. We're uh, we're listening through Harry Potter books right now. Nice. Um, so like, we just landed on the part where like. The measure of a man, like, you can see it when you look at how they treat their lessers and not their equals. Mm. And, like, we already knew Joffrey was an ass. But, like, now you're like, okay. Who says that? Who says that line? It's in the Uh, Order of the Phoenix, right? No, this was... um, Sirius? Sirius just said it. Talking about Crouch and how he treats his uh, house elf. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's Jabba to Fire. 
No, Sirius yes. isn't in Goblet of Fire, is he? Yeah, briefly. Oh. Yeah, they, went head, out, they go it, out to meet him. Yeah. This the, is a different podcast that we... <laughs> have you read the books, too? Me? Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm reading them right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's when they go out of Hogsmeade and meet him in the yeah, cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. God, I love... So, yeah, Lawrence never, Lawrence never read them. Oh, we've, we've seen all the movies. So, nice. Sirius is my favorite character in Harry Potter. He's a good one. Um, okay. So, so the, the, kind of what... We've already kind of touched... Dumbledore. Sirius does kill Dumbledore. Yeah. And some fucked up shit. Okay, that's not true. Do you remember going. when... Sorry to do this. That's okay. Do you remember that time period when like people Probably were going around... an hour and 24. Let's take a detour. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> people the, were fake spoiling. No, no. The night that the book came out, people would like drive past bookstores yelling out, Blake kills Dumbledore. I, re- I remember that, yeah. Yeah. I um, But I, I didn't luckily get it spoiled because I got the book at midnight and stayed up. I didn't sleep until I finished. I read, read it. I read it that in one day. Nice. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. Easy to read, but they're a lot of fun. Mm. I'm reading them right now. I'm reading the um, British versions. Um, so I'm reading the Philosopher's Stone right now. Oh, well, yeah, that's the only way to read that. Um, it's it's interesting. There's not a lot. I always thought that there was more difference to the language, but there's not. It's not a, a ton. It's a little bit, but I it's I guess not. maybe the ones we're listening to are the British versions, too, because there's a couple of weird phrases. Who? Which Are you listening to the Jim Dale ones? I guess. Whatever's on Audible. What Jim. the fuck, guys? Can we get this back? To- <laughs> I love Jim Dale and I love Harry Potter, but this is Dragons and Dreadforts. You're right. I uh, love you, Keith, too. Well, now we're on Dragons and Dementors. Right. Sorry, our, our <laughs> okay. new podcast. Our new podcast starting next week. Uh, starting right now. No, oh. so, and, and he, <laughs> so, so we, so, uh, Arya tells Nymeria, you got to go. Like, they're yeah. going to kill you for this. She you got to go. Around. Right. Throws a rock at Nymeria. Super sad because Nymeria doesn't know what's going on. She's like, mm-hmm. I protected you, bitch. And so then she gets a rock thrown at her. She runs away and is, you know, running and running and running. So then obviously Ned and them, they're looking for Arya. The Lannisters are clearly looking for Nymeria. And then we find out that Arya is actually back with the king. And I'll let you, the actual narrator of this commentary, do I don't have to be, though. But we want you to. You I just do, do it because I'm the only one who shows up with a notebook and notes. Right, and we love that about you. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we've kind of already <laughs> talked about the the important things. I mean, we didn't. We talked briefly about um, uh, the this scene earlier and how you know, like you see Robert like be super chill. He doesn't seem to be too flustered about it. He he talks about kids are kids. They fight. Like this is what they do. It's not a big deal. I don't fucking care that he's a prince. Mm. I kind of got a vibe that like he doesn't give a shit about Joffrey just in general. Like I get the vibe that he really does believe that kids are just kids. They're gonna fight. Would you would you be happy if Joffrey was your kid? No, I would fucking hate it. Okay, don't judge Robert. I'm not judging him. I'm talking. This yeah. is a podcast. We have to talk about the stuff that we see. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I really got a lot of words there. <laughs> he knows he's wrong. He doesn't. I'm not wrong. I was just putting it out there. Like I'm yeah, not judging him. I totally support. I totally support him. Um, but I just, I, th- I think that you, you know, he shows his, his a character in that, like, he's pretty laid back about it. He's, you know, you get the vibe that Robert's a, a dumb dude. Like he does some dumb stuff. He drinks a lot. He whores around, you know, but at the end of the day, like he seems like he cares about the people he cares about. He doesn't want drama. He just wants things to be relatively chill and easy and he doesn't want to rock the boat too much. And that's logical. Yeah, logical is a great way to put that. He's just trying to move on from this because he's got other things on his mind. Mm-hmm. He he he's 
we already know he's worried about the shit with Danny over, you know, across the narrow sea. We know that he feels this ominous presence of war. We know that he, you know, John Aaron mysteriously died. Like there's all this stuff weighing on him. He's like, kids fighting does not matter to me. And Cersei's just sticking the knife in. Oh, you're just prodding and poking and prompting more and more chaos just already. And, um, and so that, that's really like kind of the end of the, I mean, obviously Ned kills lady, which is so sad. Yeah. Um, so Lauren's, now Lauren said she hated the show. Now, now we're down. It, to it feels like that, you know, at the, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But that's, that's the beauty of what well, you could tell her is that's the beauty of the show, or you could just tell her, listen, that's the beauty of the show that you have these emotional reactions to things. Mm-hmm. You've met this direwolf for two hours, you know? Well, we also love dogs. I, I, yeah. I love They're dogs. They're much too. better than people. Sure. Yeah. And Lady was Lady was fine. Lady was innocent. There was no reason why Lady had to mm. had to die, but um but all <laughs> you good over there? Oh perfect. Justin's just taking his microphone apart. It's so, fine. So yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that like it it brings that that emotion out of you and this show just continues to do that. Mm-hmm. Um do we go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I'm also really interested to see how Robert feels about his wife and kid. Like, does he know that they're garbage or is he just like, I think you've seen man. how he feels about Cersei through his actions so far. Um, you know, he wants to eat, drink and whore himself to an early grave. Mm-hmm. If I was married to her, I would too. So, um, also, you know, the way that he says quiet woman, you know, like, you know, in this, in this scene, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, that could also like for me, not knowing anything about anything that could also just be like a King talking to his wife. Uh, we rode for a month. Surely dead can wait. And he just, just doesn't care what she mm-hmm. says. And then right in front of her at the feast in episode one, like grabbing this really disgusting oh, that's like, true. human. The, she has no regard the for the barmaid. She's, she is loved and she is chair, but she is gross. Yeah. Um, and just right in front of her. Mm-hmm. So I think you've seen throughout these two episodes how she, how he feels about Cersei. Um, I don't know how I don't know if that's the case with Joffrey. Now, clearly, well, that little comment could give me some insight into like Owen Girl. Well, he you? he want he he did not grow up a prince, mm-hmm. so he want he doesn't necessarily want his kid to grow up a prince. Now he doesn't want an active role in it apparently, but he doesn't want him his kid to grow up this like pompous asshole mm-hmm. now it just so happened well, maybe he tried and right exactly still didn't happen but yeah so i mean i think i think we see that but either way um yeah it's a fun it's a fun scene that that kind of courtroom almost scene at the end mm-hmm. uh with you know ned kind of like is this your command and he just walks off i was kind of like really hoping he would ask like cersei to do it to pull like a, if you're gonna you're, yeah, you're, pass the sentence, swing the sword. Yeah, if you're going to pass the sentence, you need to go out and do it. No, but he pulls Cersei the biggest... Cersei would tell him to fuck himself. Right. Cersei would look him straight in the face and say, go fuck but yourself, But he shows... Well, but, and then and he just lets go of the wolf and be like, I didn't understand what you were oh, I ordering. Said, yeah, just, I mean, I went and I did that, but first I unlocked the wolf. Right. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I just love Ned for saying, like, Wolves of the North, he deserves better than Butcher. Or she deserves better than Butcher. Better mm-hmm. than the butcher. And Sir Ellen Payne is... Ugh. Ugh, Gross, spooky. Um, then the, you know we see the hound. Actually, he killed Micah. You know, rode him down. Tried to run, but not very fast. Apparently. Great. Um, just terrible. I mean, and I, I know you. You know, 
I know you like the hound, but I just can't with it sometimes. Yeah, we'll get too there. Much. We'll get there. Um, we have not mentioned again <laughs> Danny's Danny, storyline. Yeah. It was there wasn't it in was my. A, it was a super small one. It was she a small was, one where she's learning how to learn to bang. She learned please. how to have intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we talked about the important parts in the very beginning with Viserys and Jorah, and yeah. the, the other. The only other times we really see what's happening across the narrow sea is the scenes where she's. But they are building Danny like that. That's a build, that's a character building piece where she's like. I'm going to take control here with Cal Drogo, uh, the, the, one of the finest kill, killers alive. I'm going to take control. I'm going to learn how to take control. Then I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to see how it works out, which it worked out really well. I liked it. And as she's, you know, before that, she's staring at the dragon eggs. That's all she's staring at. And so I think, you know, I, I think that it's a, it's a building episode for Danny. But yeah, yeah there's not a whole lot for us to get to, I guess. Well, and I think that's kind of like, again, like Lauren kind of when we watched it, she was like, oh, nothing happened. Which like yes, but also I think it was like a big like character. Well, in the Vidangel version, nothing happens well, for sure. Yeah, but it was just like a big character building episode more than anything. Like right. Well, and I know we're in the beginning of the the yeah series, yeah. No, so like, you're gonna have sure. to talk about who these people are and what they're doing. So then Ned kills Lady and Bran wakes up. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hit next episode. I know so, so bad. So yeah, bad. we're getting there. I know there we're, you building. Go. we're building it. That's um, awesome. It's gonna get a I, lot harder. I didn't remember Bran waking up so early. Yeah, you mentioned that. I th- I thought that it was later in season one. I didn't remember it being the end of episode two, um, which I know doesn't mean anything to you because you've not seen it. It's all new to you. But for some reason, I re- I felt like Bran being kind of in a coma lasted a lot longer than one episode. But I was wrong. Clearly, lasted a month. A month. Um. So that was that was episode two. Uh. Hope you. Loved it, Keith. Episode three is titled "Lord Snow." Keith knows what kind of guesses you got about episode three based on what we've seen so far in in the title. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I'm guessing a episode centered on Jon Snow and his role at the Wall. Okay, we shall see. You heard it here first at Motown Philly underscore Boys Two Men number with two. the number two. What's also at. I'm just gonna say because you know we do have our own Instagram for the show, which is it's at Dragons Dreadforts. Yeah, how do you know nice. that? Because Emily follows him. Follows I'm so him. proud of you. Thanks, we have Emily. one follower on y'all's <laughs> shared joint married account. No, I do no, no, I'm not one of those people. We also have a hotline number that is live. Ooh. See the hotline bling? You no. go ahead, keep going. No, it'll leave me one Uh huh. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I don't know. You're what the no, guy, no, keep going. I don't know what the guy in the wheelchair from Degrassi sings about. I have no <laughs> idea. Can that be our new theme song now? <laughs> yes, thank you. We're gonna just cut that clip, and I'm gonna have it as a button on the board. I love it. Uh, call and leave us a voicemail. Share your thoughts on the episode. Kind of what you thought. If we were wrong about stuff. If you want to yell at us for calling Cersei a bitch. Also, Catelyn. Uh, that's what I meant. I meant Catelyn. Uh, they're both. I call they're them both, both bitches. They're both bitches. bitches. <laughs> If you're mad about me calling Joffrey a bitch, you can go fuck yourself. Um, but the hotline number is 352-541-2409. Uh, call, leave a voicemail. 352-541-2409. We will play it on the episode if we like it. Can we text that number too? No. No. Don't okay. text that number. Call it. No text. Voicemail. Call, leave a voicemail. And uh, you can send an email 
if you want to like write out your thoughts to dragonsdreadforts at gmail.com and I'll take a look at it and probably not respond. Sounds great. See y'all next week. See you next week. Bye.